Hi there, welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast. Tonight we have a special guest with us, Chris Board from Wildfire Ministries. And you'll see why he called his ministry Wildfire <laughs> tonight. <laughs> Blessings, everybody. Like and share the broadcast to multiple groups. Like and share the broadcast. We want to bless as many people as we can tonight. And we want as many people as we know to to uh, recognize Thriving on Pro um, Purpose, Thriving on Purpose broadcast. I want everybody to recognize uh, Thriving on Purpose and get to know these uh, Elizabeth and Sebastian. They're, they're good. They're a good kingdom couple, glory to God, from Canada. I recognize them by the spirit and their, their humility is real humility and their teaching is spot on, glory to God. So I want everybody that, that follows me to start following Thriving on a Purpose broadcast, and I bless you all tonight. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. And, and likewise, we want to we want to <laughs> tell our viewers to follow Wildfire Ministries with Chris yeah. Board and go like his page and start following this man of God who has a very powerful anointing and who is on fire. Wildfire, he's on fire for God, and it shows in everything he does uh, on his page and in his ministry. So we're so glad to have you on board tonight, uh, Chris. And uh, before we get started with the, with letting the fire go out, uh, we really wanted to, uh, to that you would share with the audience your uh, your call, like basically the, the two phases of your call. First, how you got saved, how did you meet the Lord Jesus Christ, how that happened, and the second part, how you got called into the ministry by the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, I was um. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church and my dad was, um, he was the van driver for a Southern Baptist church. And my dad drove the van ever since I can remember, I would hop on that church van on Sundays and he would drive to countless homes and pick people up. And, and I got to, you know, that was, um, that was a memory of mine riding in the church bus as he began to pick other people up. And, um, he served the Lord in that capacity. And, um, you know, that, that, that set an example, believe it, that set an example for me to, that, that he served the Lord faithfully by driving the van every Sunday, every Sunday. And then he got called, um, as a deacon, they raised him up as a deacon. So I seen him go through that process and how the Lord touched him. And, um, you know, I was always, I guess, growing up in the Southern Baptist church, I was always the one kid who was really focused on the power of God. It amazed me. Like I can remember our Sunday school teacher, she took us all to her Sunday school and we watched the old Ten Commandments. Charles Heston, I believe it was the old Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. And she, this this Sunday school teacher was a doctor's wife. So their house was really nice and there was all kinds of things for the kids to do. Well, she played this video in the basement and guess who the only kid was who was locked on that show the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> you were. That was me. All these other kids were playing in a swimming pool. They were playing with all the games. They were entertaining themselves with other stuff. And I was amazed. I can remember as a little child sitting on the couch, and I was so amazed at the power of God. I was so amazed that, that God had the power to split the seat. I was so amazed that God delivered people. And, and I didn't even understand maybe the fullness of my calling. But what I do know now is at an early age, God was wooing me. That was a desire that he had placed in my heart that I was young that he placed in my heart to seek the supernatural side of God. Mm -hmm. So I, I can even remember, you know, I never really stepped into my calling for years. I was just a Baptist boy. I got saved when I was like 11 years old. I was baptized. You know, I went through that thing where I was baptized and they gave me a little certificate and, you know, I walked around showing people I was baptized, but 
I believe it was years later before I really walked into that relationship. You know, mm. you know, there was other kids doing it at the time and I did my thing and I, you know, it was a good thing at the time. Um, but I got to the, I got to the age where I was in high school, you know, from, from being a, a young kid to high school and I was working all the time and I got into a relationship that was on again, off again. And I found myself as a teenager, uh, living in the world. I was working, I was holding down a job. I was going to school, but I was on drugs. You know, I was drinking. Um, I was doing all the things that teenagers, you know, that I, that I thought was normal then, you know, mm. and, um, that that spilled over into my adulthood life. You know, I try to keep things hidden, you know, from um, I try to keep things hidden from my children. Like I would, try, you know, I would, I would do drugs, but I would try to keep them hidden from people. Like I, I was just like, I would work all the time and then I would try to keep them hidden. And there come a point one time where my, my daughter was just a child and um, she found some drugs that were on the floor and she, she handed them to her mom and she said, that's dad. That's dad. She didn't know. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. And she said that and it, and it cut to the, the, the core, you know, it, it was, I was just a young man and it cut me to the core. And I realized that there was something more, you know, to this, there was something more, you know, and I couldn't do this no more. And I struggled for years, you know, I struggled for years with the on again, off again habits and uh, drinking and drug use. And I struggled, I worked, I held a job and I took care of my family. I didn't go to church there for a long time, you know, between the time I was a teenager you know, I got to be about 17, 18 to up and, you know, I was almost 29, probably 30 years old before I started going back to church, you know. So there was a gap there that I really didn't attend church unless it was a special thing. And um, one night, one night I, um, I was laying on the couch and I was probably in my, you know, I was probably 29 years old. And there was actually a demon that manifested in my living room and Ooh, I was laying wow. on the couch and it pinned me down on the couch. And there was, I had a cat in there and the cat was, his hair was up on his back and lights were flashing around the living room and this demon manifested at the foot of the couch. And it was like a, Mm -hmm. it wasn't very big, but it had me pinned down. I tried to scream and I couldn't, I couldn't get out. It was like barely could whisper is all I could do. And I was pinned on the couch and then it disappeared and I felt something shocking me. And anyway, I just cried out and I said, Lord help me. And when I did, I rolled over on the couch onto my knees and uh, I told God that I said, I said, if this is real, First time I've seen anything that to that effect. And I said, if this is real, then that whole Bible's real and everything that's written in there is real. And from that point, I tried to uh, answer my calling there. So there was a couple of years there where I was in, I was going in church. Uh, you know, I was going to different churches and I was going to church and God showed me, you know, he showed me the Holy Ghost, you know, and the power of God. And, and I was amazed. And um, my wife at the time, which is not my current wife, but my, my kid's mother at the time, she had actually ran off with another man. At this time, I was trying to answer my calling in, in the ministry. Mm-hmm. And it devastated me. It devastated me. I spent wow. my time, my time with my kids was cut in half. Like my time that I spent with my kids was cut in half. And that devastated me more than anything. Mm-hmm. They had to split time with my kids and they were all younger. And um, anyway, that led me to when my kids weren't around, that led me back down that path that I was on before I had that encounter. Mm-hmm. And that, but this time it was worse. It was a lot worse. It was, um, um, I'd pushed my body to the limits multiple times. Uh, I'd actually overdosed one time and I woke up in hell. Like there was fire all around. There was people screaming wow. and squalling millions of people. Whoa. There was fire all around. Faces were going all around. The devil was laughing at me nonstop. It was like, it was a taunting laugh nonstop the whole time. 
And it was, mm -hmm. oh, 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 the whole time and behind my ears, I heard the devil taunting me, laughing. It was a taunting laugh nonstop. And I got, I said, Lord, I said, I've really messed up this time. I said, you've got to get me out of here. You've got to get me out of this place. And nothing. I was still there in hell. And I, and I cried a little bit louder and I cried a little bit louder and I got more desperate and more desperate until I was into a full, I was into a full out desperation for the Lord. I mean, I was fully desperate. There was nothing of left in me, but I was just in an all out desperation for the Lord. And I remember coming to on this bed and my arm, I opened my eyes up and my arm was completely numb. I couldn't have no control over my arm. My fingers were dead. My arm would not move at all. And I was laid on the bed. And mm -hmm. for 20 minutes, I sat there talking to the Lord and feelings started coming back in my fingers and my arm. And there's some more to that testimony there. But anyway, God did bring me back. And there was another time. Probably shortly, it was, believe it or not, I'm pretty hard-headed. Mm -hmm. So there was a time shortly about, I don't know, I did really good for a few months. And I got to crying. I got down and depressed again. And um, I went to the liquor store. And I thought I could drink some wine, you know. And this is a word for somebody out here tonight. But I thought I could drink some wine and I was going to be all right. You know, I, I, can, I can justify drinking wine. Well, I went and bought some wine. And I started drinking. And I thought, well, I like it. So I got a little bit more wine and a little bit more. And the next thing I know, I was in a mess. I was just in a, it was a short time that time in a mess again. And I'd done some drugs at, at that time in my life. I'd done some drugs. And what happened was my blood pressure shot up to 260 over 180. Oh, and I went into, uh, they had to carry, they had to help me get to my bed. And I laid there having seizures in my bed for an hour and a half. I laid in my bed having seizures for an hour and a half. And there was happened to be, there happened to be somebody at my house that was an LPN. And she gave, she said, you got to get to the hospital. I said, I'm not going anywhere. And I was shaking all over. My body was uncontrollable. I was laying in bed, shaking all over. And she gave me five times of my blood pressure medicine. And I laid there in that bed for an hour and a half, shaking uncontrollably, shaking uncontrollably. And I talked to God and I told him that I was done. And that's it. And I'm done. And and ever since that that period of my life, I haven't looked back. I haven't mm -hmm. looked back. I haven't turned back. I've just went into my calling. Um, I, there was a season after that. I sat underneath a man of God for um, I don't know how long it was, probably nine months or a year. I just sat. I didn't do nothing. I just received the word into me and I received the word and the teaching and the word into me. And I did. And then one day I was getting ready to go to church and God said, it's time for you to go, son. And I said, what do you mean go? I'm, I'm okay with just receiving the word without having to do anything. He said, it's time for you to go and you know it. And I mm -hmm. went and talked to the pastor that night. And he had a message on praying for people and sending them out that night. As mm -hmm. at, at the very night that God spoke to me about going out, that he had, he had a message that was the exact same thing that God was speaking to me about. Wow. Yeah. So, so I received prayer and went out there. But that was that's the difference between, you know, like growing up, you, you know, people think, well, once like I was once saved, so I'm always saved. Well, I, when I died, when I overdosed, I went to hell. Mm -hmm. But I got truly saved when I truly repented before the Lord. And I truly had that heart desire into me to serve the Lord. And I mm -hmm. believe it was at that moment that I was truly saved by the Lord okay. in my life. It was just a it was just a 
You know, like, you know, people think, well, I just said some things as I was saved. I got baptized and I'm all right. Yeah. You know, and I could just, you know, what do live however you want to, but it's not the case. I really mm -hmm. believe I was saved. I really believe that the Lord saved me that day when I had that seizure for an hour and a half. My blood pressure should have killed me that day. It, I should not be here. There's more than one instance where the, the enemies tried to take me out and I should not be here today. I'm telling you, if it wasn't for the grace and the mercy of God, I wouldn't be here today. But that's why I'm so determined now. That's why I'm so determined now to um, to do what God requires of me right now in this hour. That's why I'm so determined, no matter what comes my way, that I'm going on with Jesus. And I, and I think that because I've been through that that stuff where I was hard-headed. Listen, I was hard-headed. Nowadays, I, I like the easy lessons. Sebastian, I like the easy lessons when it comes to God. I don't want the hard ones no more. I've been through, I've, I've been hard headed and I've had to have God break real, literally break me, like literally break me more than once to remake me. And I like the easy lessons. I'm like, okay, God, I'm not going to put up a fight with you. I, if this is what you want to do, then let's go. I'm all in. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, God's he's been faithful to take care of me ever since then. There's many components that I love about your testimony. It's a powerful word. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm floored. I didn't expect that at all when I asked for the testimony. But wow, what a ride. Um, but um, the, the thing that stood out to me is how you grew up in the church with a father who became a deacon. And, and you, at a young age, were impressed with the things of God. And you really had a heart for those things. And yet it took all those lessons for, for you to finally yield and I think there's a great lesson there for anybody listening. Uh, see, I was having the conversation with my children. And was it a couple of weeks ago, Liz? We were telling our kids at the table, and they're very young. I mean, uh, Jason is 11 years old. He's our oldest. Marissa is eight years old. And uh, the, the youngest, Katie, is uh, what? She's going to be six in November. Six, yeah. So uh, we're having this conversation. I'm telling them, I said, you know, we guys, we love you. We pray with you. And uh, we try to show you everything that we want you to learn desperately. But you know what? And I was telling, especially to my son, because uh, Jason is uh, is in the decision time now. He's, he's 11 right. years old. And, and he's, there's a call of God on his life that's so powerful. He's had some uh, dreams, uh, vision-like dreams in, in the night where he stood before the throne of God. So he, there's a powerful call on his life. And uh, so I'm having this conversation with him and I know that he's he's on the edge. So he hasn't he hasn't yet embraced Jesus Christ as Lord. He knows he's the savior. He's done the prayer a couple of times, but he hasn't embraced him as Lord yet. So oh, he, he hasn't crossed the threshold and there's something holding him back. And I told Jason, I said, you know what? It doesn't matter how godly your parents are. And I'm not saying we're super godly, but I'm right. just, uh, even if we were, uh, if I was Elijah and, and she was Esther, or, <laughs> like it doesn't matter because ultimately the decision has to be yours. Jason, Come you on, have to make that decision to say, Jesus Christ is, is not only my savior, he's but he's my, my Lord and I will do whatever he asks of me. So you have to make that decision for yourself. And only then with, with will what you saw in the vision because he had that dream, it was two dreams, right, Liz? Yeah. Where he had, there were angels, a, a vision of, of the throne of God and, and him summoning him for a special mission. And uh, and I said, only when you do that will the plan that God has for your life unfold. 
until you do that, it won't unfold and you're not going to live in your purpose. You're not going to live in your calling and you're only going to live a dissatisfied life. Come on, man. Yeah. So someone's asking this question. It's a very good question. So I'm going to put it here and maybe you both can answer what. Well, here's what I got to say about that. The Bible says this. The Bible says, if you continue in my word, then you will be my disciples. So there is a continuance of this walking out right now. There is a continuance. I can make a decision. The Bible says, choose today whom you may serve. Choose today life or death, a curse or a blessing. So I can choose life or I can choose death. I can choose a curse or I can choose a blessing, glory to God. That's why it's important for us to have this personal relationship with Jesus and mm -hmm. walk it out daily. Yeah. Now, the Bible also says this. The Bible says a righteous man can fall seven times, but he rises again. And I mm -hmm. remember when I came back to the Lord, I said, Lord, if there was ever a scripture in this Bible that was for me, it was this, this one right here, that a righteous man would fall seven times, but he rises again. That mm -hmm. means, But that means that when you fall, your heart and desire is to repent and your heart and desire is to go follow the Lord. So I would say, I would say this, I would say I was not saved at 11 years old when they, when I got my little nice certificate and they, they yeah. baptized me and they took some nice pictures and I thought I was saved and I was all in well, you know, mm -hmm. I was all in well. I believe I was saved the moment that I made a, a decision in my heart to follow Jesus, no matter what the cost, no matter what, and to be his disciple and to walk this out every day and to continue in this word. And I believe that there's a race to, to run and there's a continuance in that race. And when you get to that point where your mind's made up that you're going to continue in this thing and you're going to run your race, no matter if you make mistakes, the Bible says, if you sin, you have an advocate with the father, which is Christ Jesus. So if you fall into a sin, if you make a sin, God's going to convict you of that sin. You're going to repent for your advocate. And you're going to walk in. That's not to say that we should continue in sin. Mm -hmm. If you continue in sin, you're of your father, the devil. And I'm going to say that right now. If you continue purposely and willfully sin, there's no more religion for that sin. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that there's no more. If you purposely continue in sin after you know Jesus, there's no more remission for that sin. You have to repent as soon as that comes. Get it out. Get it over with. Brush your britches off. Get back up and walk this thing out. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. So I'm not and I'm not I'm not a big fan of uh, I'm not here to, to preach doctrine tonight. I'm just here to preach to, to teach the word and preach what the word says. So I believe that you have to have it in your heart. And if you don't have it in your heart to walk this thing out daily, then you need to check yourself tonight before mm -hmm. the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, I think it's a, a real matter of the heart because a lot of people, we, we talk about this oftentimes, me and him, how, um, well, he, his dad is a powerful testimony testimony of that. Mm -hmm. the, the greasy grace mentality that you can just, you know, um, keep on doing whatever you want and just ask for forgiveness. Oh, he's washed away my sins. I can go on and do it again, yeah, do it grease, again. Do greasy it again. grace is very slippery. Yeah. Come on, man. And uh, so my father, I grew up uh, with a dysfunctional father. And uh, he, his, his testimony was actually detrimental to other people in the family. And uh, so he was the, the kind of guy who, who preached grace all the time, but lived his life all crooked. And he didn't want to, to walk upright. He didn't want to walk in the ways of God. Uh, there was a, I, I don't know how to like a spirit of rebellion in him. 
Come on, man. And, and yet, whenever you confronted him, he says, I'm saved by grace. And don't you tell me otherwise. And it's by grace. And it's not by works. I said, I'm not teaching you works. I'm just teaching you obedience. I'm just, I'm just saying you have to be obedient. And it was my own dad, but I was the one <laughs> preaching to him. I was much younger. But I, I just saw like that there was a big problem. With, and, and see, it's, it's kind of sad because like now he's, uh, he's suffering from dementia and he's in a home. And uh, I, I live 12 hours away from him. And uh, like, like maybe I had uh, real conversations with him maybe a couple of years ago when he was still able to have conversations. And now right. I can't have conversations with him anymore. And uh, see, I don't know. I don't know the state of his soul, to be honest. I, I have no idea. It's between him and God at this point. And uh, it's just sad that, that he lived his life, that he chose to live his life like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can remember my grandfather. He he had that Alzheimer's and, and he had a diabetic. He was put in the hospital. He couldn't remember your name he couldn't remember that but they had a little tent meeting and they pushed him out to it outside the, the hospital and he he professed the lord underneath that tent there and he, he it joy hit him in his face and you could tell that he received the lord and that was that was one of my papas it was a great blessing because years when he was younger years ago he, you know we're talking about in the 50s 60s something like that he was a drunk all the time so he stood outside of a church and hollered in there in these tents and these church and was making fun of everything going on so to see that transformation even at the end of his life is a great blessing man so i'm praying man i'm praying that god would send you to send you a confirmation my lord that god's that god would send you a confirmation that you would know that you know that you know in your heart glory to god what is, is going on with him because i i can't imagine you know i can't imagine not being 100 percent for sure mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's 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 been hard, uh, but uh, at the same time, there's been a <clears throat> uh, for for us as children to to have a, a father like that. It was the, it was uh, the, the, it, there was distance with the years, right? That you don't you don't grow closer to your dad when he's like that. You grow farther apart, right? There, there's um like ever since I've been 19 years old, the, the gap has just been building more and more, and and. I made my life with Elizabeth. I, I made my peace with it, but it was hard as a young man growing up. It was very, very difficult not having a father ahead of me, uh, you know, paving the way, showing the way. Uh, th there was parts of him that were uh, a blessing, to be honest, because he's yeah. the first one who, who made who gave me my first Bible, and he brought me to an evangelical church where I got saved. Praise God! So, so there, it, it wasn't all bad. Uh, so there was a lot of good things there, and that God, that God used. To, to get me saved so uh that that's uh that's all the uh, glory to him but oh, obviously uh, when you grow up uh, and you're trying to become a man you you, you need more than that right yeah, right hard like to just uh do it on your own make it on your own i remember uh, charles stanley did a sermon on that uh when i was uh, in my 20s and, and i cried when i heard it because he was saying basically in the sermon uh, I think something broke that day when he said that, but he said, basically, it, it, he said, when you grow up and you don't have a father showing you the way and you're a boy or, or a man, a young boy, young man, mm -hmm, right. then you have to learn through so much more painful toil and tears what the lessons would have been so much easier if the dad had sat you down with love and knowledge and wisdom and, and taught you those lessons without you having to break your head, break your neck 
and and tr you know having all these these uh, uncertainties about how to do things i didn't see i didn't know how to be a provider when i got married i didn't know how to how to be a good father i didn't know how to be a good husband i i, I had no clue because the only thing i had was the reverse in other words i knew what not to do right i'd seen my mom suffer in her marriage I, i'd seen all the all the problems that it caused not to have a, a responsible dad but I didn't know the reverse. And so for the reverse, what I did as a, as a young Christian man, I was maybe 18 years old, 19 years old. Uh, I remember I took a membership with Crossings Book Club. That's up in Canada. We had Crossings Book Club, which was all uh, Christian books. And I start, I began buying books with the little money I had. I started buying books by the dozens. And uh, I, I, I love the end times books by uh, Hal Lindsey back then. Yeah. Oh, but I also loved, enjoyed reading books about marriage, relationships, fatherhood. And I devoured those books because they kind of became my mentors. Uh, because at the time I was out of church. So I was having a relationship with God, but I was out of church. And I was learning the ropes of, of, of the Christian life. Christian, I was reading my Bible, like the fruit of my salvation back when I was 10 was showing. But, but uh, I needed to join a church, which I did a little bit later. But these books really, really helped me. I remember when we first started dating, Elizabeth and me, I said, uh, I said to her, look, Liz, I said, all my knowledge about marriage is theoretical. So <laughs> you're going to have to fill me in on the gaps that are missing. And you're probably going to see stuff that you're going to go like, whoa, where did that come from? And, and I'm just saying where it come from it, it comes from my dysfunctional background so so just fill me in and i'm going to try to adapt but it wasn't always easy it wasn't always easy she was a blessing she was awesome and that's that's a good word on uh, you know that god basically god had to teach you and give you the resources to teach you things you didn't know and it's important when we when i learn off somebody even nowadays there's two things i learn one i learn what not to do and one i learn what to do so even yes. when you when you learn what not to do, you, there was a learning process there. But then you had to learn what to do because you knew what not to do, but yeah. you didn't know what to do. And I, and I think that's a word for some. There were some people on here tonight. And I believe that what you your testimony there is a word for somebody that doesn't have a real dad right now tonight. Wow. I feel that I feel the anointing that somebody does not really have a real dad figure in their life. And it's been a broken place in their life, Sebastian. It's been a place of, of deep-rooted hurt and pain that their dad was never there like they desired their dad to be there tonight. And I really believe that the father is going to begin to heal that wounded place in their heart tonight because of your testimony. I hear the Lord saying, Sebastian, because of your testimony and because they're on this broadcast and they're under that anointing. You see, that anointing from your testimony means do it again, Lord. And that anointing destroys the yoke upon their life. So when you release that testimony, we release our testimonies. There's an anointing that's being released. And there's an overcoming anointing. They overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The word of their they testimony. overcame by that. So this testimony and this word is went out tonight. It's going to destroy the yokes. Amen. I see yokes being destroyed off people tonight glory to god hallelujah people that don't even talk about it. these are people that who from the outside look like they have everything together sebastian they're from the outside they they look like you know that that everything but inside there's that there's that yearning you know uh, there's that empty spot for a father there's that empty spot yeah. that god should teach him glory to god and god is god is god is the one who's going to be that father 
Amen. He has to want. Yeah. He said, I'm a good, good father. Glory to God. That's what he, he said. Is. He said, every good and perfect gift comes from him. Glory to God. Amen. So there is a gift of healing. Glory to God. Tonight for hearts out here. Yes. Hallelujah. Heart, There's heart. a gift of healing for hearts out here tonight. God's going to begin to mend a heart on here tonight. Glory to God. I see him fashioning it right now. He's fashioning and he's forming it. And he's been he's been pulling them there. Glory to God. Abuse of father. The Lord can heal you. Then, then, then look at that. Abuse of father. The Lord mm -hmm. can heal you. Glory to God. And I and I sense that tonight that there's healing from your testimony. There, Sebastian. And, and we, did a, we did a podcast. Uh, was it like a year ago, Elizabeth? Yeah. Uh, maybe two years ago. Uh, we called it the father wound yeah. in which we we went through both our testimonies about what we lived with our dads, with our daddies, but how we overcame. And we gave uh, steps for people to, to follow, to overcome that because the father wound can cripple you badly. I know what I'm talking about. It crippled me badly. And until you embrace, you fully embrace God as father. See what we do oftentimes when we have, a, when we carry a heavy father wound and we become believers, uh, we embrace God as a father only here. Mm -hmm. But until it goes down in your heart and you know that you know and you feel that you feel that is your father, the, the wound won't be it won't be healed. And see, for years and years, I believed it here, yeah. but it was only maybe, I don't know, three years ago, four years ago, maybe five that that finally I embraced God as a father. And ironically, that came when I began to truly understand the kingdom of God that it's, it's his kingdom. He's our father mm -hmm. and he wants to give us, and it basically came with the, the prodigal, the, the, the story of the prodigal son. And when I understood that he wants to give it to us, it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. So I understood that my inheritance is fully in him. And when you want, you really embrace God as a father, see, you can, you can embrace him as Lord, as savior, but if you carry that father wound, it's going to cripple your, your ministry, your marriage, your walk with God, your, your relationship with others, even your relationships with your kids. You, you can't be whole as a dad. See, I'm a dad and, and you can't be whole as a dad if you haven't healed that father wound. And you're exactly right. Can you pin, uh, let's see, uh, you had the lady up there. She was talking about, um, I might see her comment here and again in a minute. No, it was up a few more from that. Tag uh, Danielle Delaney Danielle up there. Delaney, yeah. Right for right now. And then I got another one um, that just mentioned something. Danielle Delaney, glory to God, hallelujah. Yeah, Christina Miller. I'm going to do Daniel Delaney, but then Christina Miller after that real quick. Daniel Delaney, glory to God, hallelujah. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Mm. The physical wounds, have they were turned on the inside, Daniel Delaney, and God has started your healing. I hear God saying he started your healing process a while back, mm. but there is there's some hurdles that must be overcome. Danielle Delaney, there's some hurdles that must be overcome, glory to God, for your healing to be complete, glory to God. See, healing is a process sometimes, Danielle Delaney. We think that we just, um, you know, we, we forgive these persons and we and we think we forgive them and then we're just we're just fine. But th that's not the case. A lot of times the healing, my healing personally was was a process that took a year, glory to God. So but I see her in, in the middle stages of this healing process and I see there's a hurdle. My Lord. There's a hurdle 
there's more, Daniel Delaney, there's more than what you've mentioned tonight, glory to God. I'm not going to go into detail of what I'm seeing, but there, the, the Lord said there is more than what you've mentioned on this live. She said, yes, there's more than what you've mentioned. There's more to it than, than the story mm -hmm. than you won't tell everybody, glory to God. But just know this, glory to God, that God is walking this process out with you hand in hand. And there is an anointing tonight for you to get over that hurdle. I hear the Lord saying, because Sebastian released his testimony and because the, the anointing is speaking right now, there is an anointing for you to get over this hurdle, glory to God, and to go to the final stretch of your healing, Daniel Delaney. And I see the Lord within 12 months, glory to God, pushing you to the finish line of your healing, glory to God. And it's going to be a new day that dawns for you. Daniel Delaney, there's going to be a new day that dawns for you after this healing is complete. You're going to wake up one morning and you're going to breathe in and out and the air is going to be a little bit more crisper. The birds are going to be a little bit more sharper. You're going to hear the birds sing. I hear you hearing the birds sing and, and you're taking a fresh breath of crisp air, Daniel Delaney. And God said at that moment there, glory to God, your healing shall be complete, Daniel Delaney. So I bless you with that healing anointing. Glory to God. Christina Miller, too, if you got her there. I just feel the need to pray for this since we're talking about this and people have needs. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. We're Chris, letting you loose tonight, brother. Yeah. Christina, Christina Miller, God blocked some bad memories. What God has done with just a few weeks ago, I've seen God break decades of trauma off people. And they had all these memories come flashing back at once, and all of a sudden their memory was white. They could not listen. They didn't have PTSD. I see where the devil has tormented you with PTSD. He's tormented you with anxiety, especially from people from your past try to reach out to you. It causes great anxiety, Christina Miller, in your life. It causes great anxiety when your past tries to reach out to you. And it causes PTSD, glory to God. There's some things that happen that I hear the Lord saying that shouldn't have happened to you and your children, glory to God. It should not have happened, the Lord says, glory to God. The enemy had plans, glory to God, to wound you all for life, glory to God. But God has plans to heal you, Christina Miller. God has plans to deliver you from this PTSD, this soul wound, glory to God, is being ripped out of you tonight, glory to God. And the healing process, glory to God, is being expedited. I hear God saying he's even he's even brought you to a place within the last year or so where you can finally learn to start functioning normal in society, that you're just learning to, to function normal. But he's bringing you into a place where he is expediting that healing, glory to God. And this anointing and this testimony tonight was for you and for your family, glory to God. And I want you to receive, Christina Miller, this healing anointing, glory to God, to destroy the yoke that's upon you. The PTSD, go. The anxiety, go. Glory to God. The bad dreams, go. Glory to God. Those thoughts that are not from Lord, grab them and catch them, catch them, catch them captive and throw, cast them to the side mm -hmm. and praise the Lord. Glory to God during that moment, Christina Miller. And I bless you with your healing, Christina Miller. And I love you, mm -hmm. sister, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Praise God, she says. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. That sounds like me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I see I see I see trauma. I see trauma, Denise. I see trauma in your childhood. Great trauma. Trauma. Stuff that's traumatized you. 
stuff that's traumatized you, stuff that your eyes shouldn't have seen, Denise. Glory to God. I'm seeing this in the spirit now. I'm having flashbacks of what you're seeing right now, Denise, in the spirit. There's stuff you shouldn't have seen, glory to God. And God is going to, my Lord, it's like he's going to do like it. He's going to heal that trauma, and he's going to memory wipe, my Lord. I hear him. He's going to memory wipe. He's going to take that like a chalkboard, and he's going to begin to wipe this stuff off of your spirit, glory to God. He's going to begin to wipe this stuff off of your spirit, glory to God. There's that saying, wash me and I will be whiter than snow, glory to God. The blood is being applied to every torment, every torment devil that's tormented you in your life, that's tried to hinder around, that's tried to hold you, glory. She says, wow, yes, that's tried to hold you captive, glory to God, in this. And we break and curse every demon that's upon you right now. Every demon, the tormenting demon that tries to surround and get you into this place, glory to God, get you into this mindset or this thought pattern, glory to God, that it wants you to dwell on them things, glory to God, and, and dwell on that. But I hear that, that God has turned this around. You're going to begin to dwell on the word of God. When these moments hit you, you're going to pick up the word of God and begin to meditate, glory to God, on the word of God, Denise, glory to God. So I break that trauma, that trauma off of you, Denise. Trauma. Wow. Mm. Mm. childhood trauma break break off of you and i say denise you tell that young girl inside of you tell that young girl inside of you that it's okay to grow up that you do not have to protect that young girl inside of you denise anymore glory to god and and sebastian i believe your wife i believe your wife has something the lord showed me your wife has something to say along these lines glory to god she has something she has a testimony to say Glory to God tonight. She has a testimony that's going to help some of these women tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Um, what I want to say is um, I don't know what it's like to be uh, physically abused, but um, I've experienced a lot of emotional uh, dys dysfunctionality, if you want, with my own father. And, um, you know, for for many many years i i really had a lot of hatred in my heart for him because of um because um uh my sister and i we both kind of blamed him for the death of our mother because um she died of cancer and they had a very very bad rela relationship a big part of their marriage and a lot of fighting and and bitterness and all that and um the lord worked on my heart for many many years and it took me a long time to understand that my my heavenly father how to picture him and how to see him as a um as a father that he was meant to be because um you know when you don't have that uh, emotional connection with your own father not because he didn't want to be a good father he tried but he didn't have um he didn't have the capacity to give what he did not have, mm -hmm. what he was not given to by his own parents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's easy when you're younger to blame the person and to, to say, you know, they didn't do this and they didn't do that. Mm -hmm. And, and I wish they were more like this. And why didn't I have a, a father like this? And, and, you know, now I'm screwed up and now I can't have a, a decent relationship. Uh, because, you know, all this emotional instability messed up my, my mental uh, capacity. Even uh, when I was looking for a husband, I didn't realize that I was looking for somebody that was controlling because I had this, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, Patterns. A pattern, yeah. Pattern, right. So 
so when you're in a it's, it's like when you're in an abusive relationship physically oftentimes the ladies will look for a mate that that has certain characteristics because they identify with their father that was the only male figure that they knew that they loved right so it's a bit the same thing as so i was looking for a a, a controlling person in in my uh you know, for who to date with, and it was unconsciously. Yeah. And it's when um, I went to Bible college, one of the, the pastors there sat me down and he said, you, you and we talked about my relationship with my dad and all that. And he said, you know, he says, you don't realize, he says, you're in this pattern that you're actually looking to date this certain person on the campus. And from what you describe your father being controlling, you're looking for that exact same type of person. And it just like swacked me in the head, like so strongly. I didn't, I never even saw this. And I started praying and I started praying. And I started asking the Lord to send me a man of God, to send me somebody that was going to love the Lord even more than loving me, you know, that he was going to want to do everything to please the Lord. Because I knew if he loved the Lord and he had a gentle heart that I couldn't go wrong. I knew that I would be in good hands. And um, and about a year after leaving Bible college, I met Sebastian online, and that's a whole uh, divine matchmaking of how you made that happen. You met online of all things. Imagine that. But yeah, on a Christian site, anyhow. Yeah. But Thank but um, after that, um, you know, there's a lot of wounds that I carried in my own marriage that my husband would say, you know, you're assuming this and this about me because of what you've known of the only male figure in your life but you don't realize that those are not my intentions you know and, it, and, and, and i always I, told her in the beginning of my moment look at the intense like try to figure out what i'm intending here not, not a final action or something yeah and being under um the control of somebody that was very very controlling and very obsessive and very um emotionally uh disconnected um made me think that kind of like all men kind of thought this way and then that wasn't the case so it took a real turnaround a lot of healing for the lord to uh really make me see that you know um how should i say that that the the god loves you like there's so much love that god has for you that you know he's perfect he loves you in every perfect way and it's really when I started seeing him, not only as the Lord and Savior, because I saw him as my King, I saw him as my Lord, but to see him as a father figure that I had never experienced was huge for me. And, um, and you know, there's so many great books out there that you can read as well, you know, and like he said, for him, he had to read a lot of relationship books to help him. And, you know, I had to, to find mentors out there. And that's the great thing about this online world now. There's so many good, godly Christian uh, men that are out there that we can learn from uh, personal growth, spiritual growth, that we can, you know, let go and accept and say, you know what, this is this wasn't the, the relationship I had wished that I had, but it did form me, it did build me, it didn't give me this character that I needed in life to, to go through other things that I needed to go through. So in a way, it shipped me, uh, it shaped me and it made me into a stronger person to have gone through these things mm -hmm. you know and i'm able to help others other women in the process that also have had you know that kind of broken relationship with their father so you know god takes what man has wrecked sometimes because of 
you know, their sin patterns sometimes because like I say, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. Hurt right. people. When you haven't had that from your own parents, it's very difficult for you to, uh, you know, take a, two broken people that made a child and messed up and then say, okay, well, you go be a good father. You know, a lot of men don't know how to do that. They don't do what he did, you know, read books and immerse themselves in, in and spiritual even, and content. And even then I found myself want, wanting yeah. at, at times, big time, and I, and I was mm -hmm. clueless. And, and I just want to say a word to the ladies tonight. There's a lot of ladies on the, the broadcast, and I just want to give a word to the ladies. If you're single and you're looking for a man, don't settle. This is so important. Like, go for a man who's in love with God. And sometimes these men, how can I put it? They may seem less exciting. And I say seem less exciting. Of course, you know, they, they, and don't don't think like the world. There, there's so many women out there. They think like the world. They they they're they're looking for the 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 Hollywood hunk or something. I don't know. Like they they might have wrong patterns. I remember. I remember when I was younger, I was in church and I really want to get, I wanted to get married. Uh, I had a lot to learn, but I wanted to get married. My heart was in the right place. I wanted to treat whoever I was going to date and marry like a lady. And I wanted to honor her the best I can. And uh, I remember we had a, a group meeting, a, a youth. We had a pretty big youth group. We were maybe 50 people. And uh, one night the elders gave us a, uh, uh, a teaching on uh, responsible dating and relationships and, and and courtship and all that. And I remember we we like each like there were the, the girls on one side, the boys on one side would like exchange, you know, so we would understand right. how the other uh, gender thinks. And I remember hearing girls that I was interested in and I had made my interest known to them, and they said things that kind of shocked me. They was they were like, "Oh, I I want to." I want a guy who loves the Lord, who 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 really is all in, all in. And right. the next thing I knew is like, first of all, they, they didn't even go out, go out on a date with me. I, I don't think I was that ugly. <laughs> they didn't even give me a running chance. And next thing I knew, they dated this guy who, who came like once a month to church. Uh, he was driving a nice sports car, six foot three, athletic. I was like, Oh, you, you really want to date a guy who loves the Lord, huh? Really? <laughs> so that that showed me like that the ladies, they 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 say one thing, especially when they're young, and I'm not accusing any women here right. of that, but I'm just giving a word of warning. Don't settle, don't, don't go for do be like the Lord. You know, when when uh when uh, Samuel went to anoint David, he saw the first the firstborn brother, big hunk, uh, you know, tough guy, he saw the Surely this is the Lord's anointed, but it was not him. And God said, the Lord looks at the heart. Don't look at what hits your eyes because that's what men look for. The Lord looks at the heart. Not that David was a, an ugly man by no means. He, he was a, but he was just a lad back then. It was like maybe what, right. 14, 15. So uh, just to say that the man that you think is exciting might not be the man for you. And the man who's been your friends for two years that you've been ignoring might be the, the one who's actually going to treat you like the queen that you are. Just I'm just putting that out there. Think about it. And the, fr the friendships uh, cannot be over um, neglected. They cannot be neglected. The friendships are so important. If a man has been there for you for two years as a friend, well, don't, don't diss him as a future husband. 
Yeah, and that's good you say that. But I, w- I want to speak into that a little bit more, too, that when, when you're single out there and you're waiting for God to give you a, a, a mate, whether you be a male or a female, listen to what God's speaking about this other person. Amen. Listen to what your gut is saying. Now, if, you, if you're dating this person and you're dating him and you're considering maybe this is the one and you start getting these little bitty red flags, I call them mm-hmm. red flags. When you start getting these little red flags, don't override the red flags. My, I know me and my, my wife, we got married in April this year, and she's been the biggest blessing ever. We dated for about a year. She said, I purposely, Chris, I purposely try to find these red flags. Yeah. And she, she said, I couldn't find any. And she said, and she's like, she's like, she was telling the Lord, I couldn't find any. And then she was like, you know, I guess, you know, she was getting to that point to where she, she was really starting to like me. And, and then she just called and she said, I, I don't think we should talk anymore. I, I, I need to take care of my jobs and my kids. And, and I said, you know what? I'm completely fine with that because I'm okay being single. I'm at the you know, a point in my life where I'm okay. And that's fine. I honor that. And she tried not talking to me. And she said it like it, she said she, it liked to kill her. She was just, she couldn't know what to do. She said it was bothering her that she wasn't talking to me. And she couldn't understand why it was bothering me, bothering her that she wasn't talking to me. And uh, she was cleaning a house and she said, Lord, if he's the one you need to show me. And she was cleaning houses at the time. She looked up on the wall. It was written. I always knew you were the one. As she was praying this, she looked up on the wall and it was written on this plaque. I always knew you were the one. And, uh, you know, from that point forward, we dated for a while. But she tried to look for red flags. And you know what? I, I always knew from the get go that she was a legit kingdom woman. I knew I knew she was legit and I knew she was pure because I've uh, because I've seen the wrong thing because mm. I have ignored flags before in my life and I've pushed past my discernment glory to God. So God gives us all a certain level of discernment and we shouldn't push past. Some people call it a gut feeling. I call it the Holy Ghost and I call it the Holy Ghost. So don't push past that to pursue a relationship glory to God. When you see these red flags. You need you need to you need to take time. You need to actually when you start seeing a bunch of red flags, you need yeah. to start to separate yourself from that and pull back from that into the secret place with God. Because sometimes the devil, the enemy, will send a counterfeit mm-hmm. to you before the real thing shows up. Glory God. So that's just a little that's exactly little nugget there. And I totally endorse what you just said. That's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. And and when the real thing shows up, you know it's the real thing because yeah, you've, right. you've seen the counterfeit. And when the real thing is like, oh, okay, so that's what it's supposed to look like. And uh, it's funny because those that uh, you had, she had a list. She had a list what of what she wanted her husband to be like. And it's funny because she had like ten points or something on the list. And she said you had eight, and that was good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, still I still don't know what the two missing points were, but I I, I don't want to know. <laughs> One of them is because I wanted him to be taller than I was, and oh. we're, we're actually the same height. Failure. But every there was a lot of spiritual components, and he had most of them. And and I would say, you know, to to have experience, you know, I I dated other people in 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 Bible college here and there, you know, afterwards and stuff, but nothing nothing very, very serious, just like good friendships and stuff. And, um, and, um, you know, when you meet the right one, it just clicks. Like it just, it feels like you've met your, your friend that you've known for the last eight years. You know, for us, it was like that when we, uh, we actually met on a Christian website 
that uh, most people were from the United States on. It was uh, called Cross Daily at the time. It was a Christian uh, site. And he and me had both chatted with a few people, like maybe two people in the U.S. And so he said he sees spotted new in um, in Montreal or yeah. something. And he's like, wow, somebody from finally from Canada. And I didn't put my picture. I didn't put anything. I just put a description of my faith, you know, what I believed in and and a bit of information like that. And he decided to write a message. No picture, but I got the jackpot anyway. I didn't know. <laughs> I took a chance. And um, yeah, so he so he he just wrote a, a short little paragraph saying that he'd like to get to know me. And uh, that was back in the day, like we've been married for 18 years now. So that right. was back in the day when let's go back a good 20 years when, you know, Internet dating was just like kind of weird. And yeah, it was it was just like, starting. And if you were right. if you were you were just a creep if you were online trying to date, you know, <laughs> you were a weirdo. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, so I saw his message and I, and I was kind of scared, you know, I was young, I was like 19 years old. So I said to one of my friends, we were working together, uh, I was working on the phones and we took a break and I said, I don't know, what if he's a weirdo? Like, you know, I don't know if I trust, you know, well, she says, you don't have to meet him, just, you know, chit chat with him and we'll see where it goes. And I said, you know what? She's right. Okay. So three days later, I write back to him and he thought that I kind of flushed his message and wanted nothing to do with him. And I was then, used to it really. Like. <laughs> and then we started chatting and we, we wrote a lot, like really long letters to each other, got to know each other like that for a while and then chit chatted on the phone. And then we met each other and it, it just clicked. We just knew that uh, we were going to end up together. We, we, on our first date, we, we didn't talk about marrying each other, but we spoke about marriage. We spoke about how many children we wanted. I mean, we were just screening each other like, is this marriage material? Is this worth a second date? Basically, I mean, it was so like right. we were both so ready for a serious relationship. I was 27. She was 20, 19, 19, yeah. 19 going on 20. She was so young. We but, got married. Uh, I was but, twenty-one. But we were serious. Like we 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 didn't we didn't want to waste time uh, with the wrong person. Wow, that's all, and that's an awesome testimony. But you know, me and my wife, it, I actually found her like we got connected in my obedience to the Lord. Mm -hmm. In my obedience to the Lord, we got connected. The Lord told me to make a video, and I made a short video, and it was about um, home style churches. You know, it was about home churches, and she was doing ecclesia meetings at her house. Oh yeah, and we had mutual friends. So I guess a mutual friend had shared that, and she had went and commented on the video, and I added her as a friend, and then we just got to you know liking each other's stuff and just commenting back and forth, and from that that video, you know, from that obedience, I found her. Wow. So I found my mate through my obedience. Through obedience. And and there's so many people on here. When you're walking in obedience with the Lord, yes. listen, your steps are ordered by the Lord. If yeah. your steps are daily ordered by the Lord and the Lord has somebody set for you and you're being obedient in those small things every day, the Lord is going to walk you in to your mate. He's going to walk you into every promise right. you have. And it's going to come from daily obedience and daily following the Lord. So there's some people on here that are believing God one day. They might not even be ready now, but they're believing God one day for a mate. And that's going to come starting today obedience. with your daily obedience, glory to God, with the Lord. Because that's how the Lord walked me into it. And, right. and to be honest with you, Sebastian, I was at a point in my life where I was, for the probably the first time in my life ever, 
I was completely okay with being alone. Wow. And I was completely okay with just like I said, me, my dog, my Bible, and a fishing pole. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was at that point in my life where I was completely happy and just completely content with being by myself. And it was at that moment there, glory to God, walking in obedience in my singleness, glory to God, that God brought somebody to me that that is um, feels like I've known her all my life. It feels like that that she has been a part of me for all my life. It feels like people come up to us in June. We started really launched our ministry together. And people said, how long have you all been ministering together? Like 15 years, 20 years. How long have you all been doing this together? And we're like, uh, you know, just really just a few months now. You know, we just got married, you know. I would have and never people, guessed. I would have people, never guessed either. I really people, thought that you guys were doing that for years. Yeah. And people come to us all the time and thank that. And that's how mm -hmm. I know that it's it's God. We flow. Our flow is so compatible with each other that that are, that what she releases, she's a worshiper and she's she plays her keyboard and she sings and it's highly anointed. She's highly prophetic. Mm -hmm. She's a great teacher of the word too. Great teacher. My wife's a great teacher of the word. Okay. And the areas I like like in, she excels in. And we bounce off each other. We yeah. bounce off each other. And then there's areas where we both excel in. But if we don't, we we it's like where I'm lacking, she excels. And where she may be lacking, I excel. And in other areas, we're completely compatible. And you that way I know you know that's a kingdom match made in heaven, Lord God. I see that, I see that over you two too. I just see that that same type of thing where one excels. And the other one might not. And there's some areas where you're both together, glory to God. And it's a beautiful thing to see a kingdom couple on here. I wish that, um, pray that me and my wife could make some more broadcasts together. But she's busy with homeschooling. And she's busy yeah. starting her, you know, uh, kingdom business up right now. And, and she does all the secretary work for the ministry. So she stays busy. But I wish, um, pray that we could probably do some more lives together. Because uh, when we did do a live together, it was a powerful, she, she it was a powerful release, you know, between the two two of us and i and I, it blesses me to see you two doing a podcast every week glory to god thank you lord hallelujah yeah we should we should actually do something eventually as uh, two couples together talk about uh you know ministering together ministering what together, that looks marriage, like to, yeah. to help other couples that want to do the same thing together yeah and that's what it's all about in this hour is to to uh to launch other couples out into the ministry and to show them i had an older couple um, they've been in the ministry for years and they said, they said, brother Christian, they said, you are, they're a lot older than me. They said, you're, you're an example to us. And they're a lot, they're, they're a lot older, you know, to me. And I said, what? I'm an example. You know, I was like, you know, as much as God used me, I was like, you know, at my age, I should be looking up to you as an example, but they're coming to me and saying, you all are an example of what God is doing with us right now in the ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, that God just had recently put this couple together and they're, you know, late fifties and they're, they're married and, and there's a, a connect kingdom connection anointing and God's just starting to launch them. And you know, that's everything he brought us through. And they, they were saying your example. And it just, uh, it was a really honor to hear that from such uh, powerful men and women of God that come together at such a late, you know, up in their age a little bit. And, and it was just a blessing to, to hear that, you know, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Praise God. So brother Chris, if, if you have words to give out, uh, to some of the people uh, on here tonight, uh, we're just gonna let you loose now, like uh, yeah, pin uh, pin Janice back up there. Uh, another 
I know I had her up there a while ago, but pin her up there. Denise, I seen where you uh, said that it happened to you when you were six years old. And, uh, you know, that's that was what I was seeing. I wasn't going to say it on on the video, but that's exactly what I was seeing. And I want to let you know mm -hmm. that I see that because I've had that happen to me when I was young, too. And it was something that I had to deal with. I don't tell everybody and I don't and I am tonight and I have before. But I just don't just let that out of the box all the time. And that's how I can recognize that. And I see that God is going to use you, Denise. My Lord. God is going to use you, Denise, to recognize this and other women that have been through similar instances. Glory to God. God is going to use you, Denise, to 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 see. You're going to instantly begin to see this spot in other women. Matter of fact, the anointing is there tonight, coming to you tonight to instantly recognize this trauma in other people and what's happened to them. And God is going to use you not only to minister the word to them, but begin to minister to your heart to them. Denise, you're going to begin to minister their heart to them. You're going to be able to tell them your testimony, glory to God, and how God brought you through and how God overcome. Even you're going to be able to use this as part of your testimony, how you turned the live on the, the, mm -hmm. on tonight and God spoke to you through this live and how it, it, it pushed you over the, you know, to your finish line of your healing, how it, how it accelerated your healing in your life and how it was able to make you forgive. And I'm going to tell you, Denise, how I was able to forgive is I, realize what had happened to this person who had done it to me and what had happened was they had it done to them as a child too and they and they were just doing what they seen and that right there was the key for me to be able to have complete forgiveness for that person i, I had complete forgiveness for them because i found out that they didn't have a, a suitable lifestyle growing up a, a suitable uh, family environment and and they were abused too as, as they were like that and it's um this was extended family members. You know, this was not my immediate family. This was extended family members that it happened. Glory to see. She said, you're so right. Lord God, God's so right, Denise. God. The spirit yeah. of God is so right. Glory to God. And God is going to make, my Lord, God is going to make everything right, Denise, in your life. That recompense, the recompense that's due to you, Denise, is recompense from what happened to you when you were little. That Some of that recompense is from that. And that is healing, glory to God. And that is for you to walk in your promises. And that's also for you, Denise, to reach out to other women. Oh, Lord. Oh, Whoa, I see this. I see you forming a group, Denise. I see God saying you're going to form a group, a group to help other women, Denise, glory to God. And, and it's going to be like, a, you're going to be like a moderator of this group. You're going to, you're going to say what needs to be said. And you're going to let people get out what's in their heart and what's been bothering them. Glory to God. And you're going to begin to walk steps, glory to God, to walk them through that process, Denise. So there's even some other women on here tonight. I mm -hmm. see uh, another one, uh, um, another one on here tonight. Christina Miller, put her hair back up there. See, these are the two high God is highlighting to me that's been abused right now. Mm -hmm. And there's more, but these are the two mm -hmm. that, that he's really wanting to touch tonight and open their heart up glory to God. An abuser was abused too. He, she breaks that chain. It's a generation. Listen, it's a generational chain. Sometimes it comes down families. There's a lot of families that have hidden secrets. Glory to God that nobody knows, but the spirit of God, there are hidden secrets that's been passed down from family to family to family, Christina Miller. And we break that. We break that generational thing off of you and your children tonight. My Lord. I see, I see it even in your children and your daughter. I see it even in your children and your daughter that that wound's going to be healed in her as well, Christina Miller. Mm -hmm. There's been some great, great trauma, Christina Miller, glory to God. 
There's been some great, great trauma, Christina Miller, but God is going to heal that. And he's, he's, he's even brought you to a point where he's broke a religious devil off of your family. That he's breaking that religious devil. There's been reli old religion that's had you bound, glory to God. And God has broke that old religion off of you, glory to God. He's broke that old religion. The, the Amish religion, uh, Amish old-time religion, religion is broke off of you. And the hidden secrets that are behind that religion, glory to mm -hmm. God, are broke off of you tonight, mm -hmm. glory to God. The hidden secrets are broke off of you tonight, glory to God. Everything is coming to the light, glory to God, in the surface right now during this hour. I know there's times when you're alone. And these thoughts come to you, but God does not bring anything to the surface in our life if he does not plan on healing it because he's that good. He doesn't he didn't bring my trauma full full in me and smack me. Look, she just said both her children were uh, I seen that in the spirit. Glory to God. But but God does not bring us to point. Glory to God that he does not plan on healing us. Glory to God as a family. Glory to God. And I see angels angels being dispatched tonight glory to god to minister to you and your children christina miller Hallelujah. the angelic activity around your house is being increased right now glory to god no more hidden secrets that's right no hidden secrets yeah. glory to god that's why i told that's why I, I let everybody on this broadcast know that i've been through that too there's no more hidden secrets glory to god we, we need to testify of how the lord has brought us through these things to give hope to other people, glory to God, that God can heal their hearts, glory to God, that God can deliver from trauma, glory to God, that Amen. God is a restorer, my Lord. He's a restorer of the breach, glory to God. And you, Christina Miller, shall be known as a restorer of the breach, my Lord, the restorer of the breach. After he heals us, we are known uh, by being restorers of the breach because God shows us and he helps us to restore the breach that's been in us. There's a breach that been in us from the abuse, glory to God, from the things that, that have been abused. And there was a breach to all them years that caused us many, many problems. And when God showed us how to, to, to heal that breach and he helped us heal us, we watched him heal us. And since we watched him heal us, I'm a hands-on type person that I know that somebody can be healed. And I know the steps they have to take to, to be healed, Christina Miller. And I see God is walking you through that. There's angels being dispatched to minister to you and your family tonight. You're going to begin to catch glimpses of lights. I don't know about you, but I've had them on my lives shooting around and manifesting and everything. I think you all have seen some of them. I was hoping that some tonight. I don't know. Sometimes I have to go back and watch the video and we'll catch one. If I watch the whole video, you'll catch one moving around sometimes. But I see that angelic activity being increased around you, Christina Miller, glory to God. Restorer. You shall be known as a restorer, glory to God. God is not only delivering you from this bad marriage that was ordained by the old order of the Amish. It was, it was ordained by the old order. Not only is God breaking that tie off you, but he's going to heal your heart, Christina Miller. Hallelujah. And after he heals your heart and he established your family, I see in a period of about three years from now, glory to God, God would bring somebody to you in a period of three years from now. I'm seeing Christina Miller, glory to God, that would be the greatest blessing that you've ever received short of your salvation, and short of your children, Christina Miller, glory to God. Rest assured, rest assured that God will do, glory to God, what, what he will do. She goes, I've seen him on your lives, the angels, glory to God, hallelujah. Yeah. You want to speak into some of that wisdom into Christina Miller? And stuff too, you all feel free to because you all have a lot of wisdom on these areas. Hallelujah. A lot of wisdom. Yeah. There, there's a lot of suffering yeah. on, the lives, uh, on the live tonight. And and I think that there's a reason for it that, that a lot of people are carrying heavy burdens. They These things need to be broken off. And uh, I'm just very thankful to see that tonight. Uh, 
that that our testimonies and what we've been talking about has been bringing forth uh, this uh, to be ministered to. Uh, you'll get, always remember your greatest misery. God will turn it to your greatest ministry. And it's oftentimes the case. I mean, I, I, I know in my life that's been the case. Uh, see, I do. We do YouTube videos. And uh, one of the greatest miseries in my life I shared tonight was was my father wound. And ironically, the video I did on the father wound on YouTube is uh, by far our most viewed video and the one that's helped the most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just want to say that, you know, our past don't determine our future. No you know, way. a lot of people stay focused on that. And I know it's difficult when these things happen because um, it's it it there's trauma that happens and the devil likes to use that trauma to, to keep us to bound. enter fear, to enter other things in our lives. And that's why these things have to be broken off. So I'm really glad that um, Chris has been uh, praying for you guys. And uh, I know the, the Lord is going to do mighty things in, in your hearts. There has to be healing. And, um, you know, and and then from that point on, you know, the Lord restores us fully. It's not that we forget you know, the, the things that have happened in the past, but we're able to move forward. We're, we're able to look forward to life. You know, one day, um, Christina, you're going to look at your children. And you're going to see that they're going to be so happy and, and have great lives. It's all going to be a thing of the past. Yeah. And God's going to use you in a mighty way to touch these women. Um, Janine Latessa uh, shared her testimony that she too had an experience that was similar and that God's been using her to help other women here. Where is it? God can do great, great things here. We just have to be open to, you know, after the healing to, wow. to use this, um, Word this opportunity to, to touch God. other Jenny, people. Glory to God. Fantastic. There was somebody else. And, uh, and Tina Logston up there. And, and, and she, like I said, there's no more hidden stuff tonight. Tina Locks, and she said yeah. about her grandfather there. There was also this person too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find yeah. her. Tina Locks. Her. Yeah, she said that she she had made a comment about her grandfather there and molested her when she was nine years old. And mm -hmm. Tina, I just wanted to speak into that for a minute. I seen that trauma on you the first, like my lord, it's like some of the first time I've seen you. Uh, Tina, I seen that trauma on you and I knew that it was there and I knew that you didn't tell people and I knew these things because I recognized it by the spirit. Glory to God. And God has used me several times, Tina Lawson, to bring great confirmation. Glory to God to your life. Glory to God and great confirmation. But I see, my Lord, I see this it, is this this trauma that's been passed down is what has affected your son. Glory to God to this point. Glory to God. It's just generational trauma. Glory to God is affects people around us. So we don't they don't even necessarily have to experience that trauma. Lord, they don't have to experience that trauma for it to that trauma to affect them. See, nobody around me had to experience the trauma that I went through for them to be affected by it because I didn't know I was affecting other people negatively because of my trauma glory to god and i see that that this generational thing was passed down that trauma was passed down to your son and he knew that you had been traumatized and he's seen the trauma and how the pain and how the hurt look you and you and he when he learned how to deal with pain and hurt he didn't know how to deal with the pain and the hurt glory to god and the suffering in his life glory to god and that's why he went the route he went glory to god but i see god my lord yes he does 
But I see God that even right now at this moment, glory to God, even over the past three months, glory to God, that God has really been reaching out to your son, glory to God. Every turn, glory to God, that he is turning, glory to God, right now. God is saying, here I am, son. Here I am, son. I see your son, that God is waving at your son. Everywhere he turns, he is seeing God move, and he's hearing about God, and the desires is coming to God, glory to God. His desire, Tina Logston, will be for the Lord. Wow. His desire, Tina Logston, will be for the Lord. The Lord will use your son in a mighty way one day, glory to God. And it's going to make you weep, Tina Logston, glory to God. When God uses your son in the ways that he has planned, even though he's just now getting to where he's thinking about going to church, and he's thinking about this, and he's tired of the lifestyle he's been living. When you see this, you're going to weep, glory to God, and you're going to weep at how how mightily that God is going to use your son, Tina Logston. And the recompense that's due in your life, Tina Logston, the recompense that's due in your life, glory to God, from 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 on again, off again, bad relationships, all kinds of things, uh, 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 men not treating you right and everything, that recompense is going to come due, and not only to blessings to you, but to blessings to your children as well. Those blessings are, re are resting upon your children. Your daughter there is going to be a great teacher of the word, glory to God. She is, she is going to prophesy even as she sings her songs. My Lord. She's going to sing prophetic songs. She's already say, singing prophetic songs, glory to God. She's already had great visitations from the Lord at her age, glory to God. Hallelujah. God is going to use even your daughter in a mighty way. Your recompense is coming in blessings to you and to your children, Tina Logston. And I bless you with that. Bless you with that, Tina Logston. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Overcomers. Overcomers we are. No more hidden secrets and overcomers, glory to God, is what I see on here tonight. No more hidden secrets and overcomers, glory to God, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, glory to God. I just see the word overcomer just scrolling down, glory to God. And Dwight, is I it, can't really... Is Dwight still on? Is Dwight still on, glory to God? I don't know if anybody knows Dwight. Tag him in the comments section and see if he's still on. But Dwight... Um, Wow, I can even see Dwight. Even if he's not on, somebody can tag him, glory to God. But I'm going to go ahead and speak into that a little bit right now, whether he's on or not, glory to God. But Dwight, I, I know what you went through. I know what you do. I know that it's still affecting you. The Lord has showed me, Dwight, that this is still affecting you today, glory to God. This is still, the, the wounds are still affecting you today in ways that we don't realize sometimes. It's kind of like um, a habit, like we would have a habit and we didn't realize that that habit was from <coughs> our soul wound. It was from that wound. And we have a, 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 a some kind of habit. I just see habits. I see the word habits being written over you, Dwight. And there's some kind of habits that come from this wound. And it may be how you act, how you react to situations that come. Because what, what, what trauma does is it gets us to react from, to a situation that's mm. not of the Father's heart. Glory to God. Mm. Wow. That's good that it gets it gets you to react in a way that's not from the father's heart. So when God comes in and he heals these places in us, then we begin to react to the situations around it from the father's heart. 
And even those small things, Lord God, that could be cigarettes. Um, they could be the way that we defend ourselves when somebody says something to us. They could be the way that we act sometimes in a relationship that we shouldn't act. And they manifest and they show themselves in that way. But I see, Dwight, I see God writing a game plan out for your life, my Lord. It's like a like a, a planning book, but I hear, but I see the words game plan being written out. God has a plan, Dwight, for your life. God has, man, he said, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans to prosper you. They're only good for you. They're plans for you to prosper and be and be good and be well mm -hmm. and to be in health, glory to God, and to be blessed by the Lord, glory to God. And I see God, wow, I see God, there's a house of fellowship, Dwight. I know it's a mess out there now. But there is a house of fellowship for you where people will love you back to wholeness. Glory to God. Mm. I see a, a house of fellowship that's coming down the road. Glory to God for you. And God said there's going to be men around there with similar situation that are going to love you unconditionally back to wholeness. Glory to God. Because unconditional love is something that you've always wanted. Glory to God. And it's something that God is going to provide for you in due time and due season. And I pray for expediting on your healing tonight, Dwight. And I release that upon you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Blessing, Lord. Blessing, Father. Hallelujah. Blessing. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I um he was not on here, but I friended him and I'm gonna send him the live so that he gets the message. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Um, so I just want to say a, a, a prayer. I just want to break off trauma tonight because I, I don't want the enemy to have any foothold and in your lives through that. So we're just going to pray for that. So Father God, we ask, Lord, that you would break off all trauma, Lord, everything that the enemy has done to try to uh, hinder these women, these men, Father God. Um, we just pray that you would break off this trauma. Uh, we, we, we ask, Lord, that you would just heal their hearts, Lord, mm -hmm. heal their wounds, Lord, heal their hearts, let them know, Lord, how much you love them. Let them experience and feel your love that, you know, they didn't feel that love from uh, paternal or, you know, someone close to them in their family. And that may have hindered their relationship, but that you are here to, to love them and to give them peace. And we break off all fear of their children, you know, growing up in a certain way, Father God. You are healing their hearts. We know that you are healing your heart, their hearts and that you take everything that the enemy meant to destroy, you make into good. Mm -hmm. You always, always make everything into good and you're gonna make um, a beautiful future for these people that they won't be hindered by this that that the the devil will be cut off in their minds when they when the devil tries to tell them um, evil things about their past, tries to remind them with images, with pictures, with dreams. We break that off in the name of Jesus, and we ask Lord that you would give them peaceful dreams, peaceful thoughts, that you would just rejuvenate, rejuvenate, and renew their minds completely in you, Lord, so that. There is no trace of the enemy in their minds. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Pena Janelle Latessa there for her daughter, Marianne Harper. Glory to God. Needs healing of personality disorder. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for Janelle, Janine, Lord God. Thank you for Marianne, Lord God, Harper, Lord God. And 
what she's in need of, glory to God, is there is actually some deliverance that needs to take place, glory to God. There's deliverance, glory to God, that needs to take place, glory to God, because of trauma, glory to God. There's deliverance that needs to take place, glory to God. There is a victim mentality and a victim spirit, glory to God, that's about mm -hmm. her, glory to God. And it's a traumatic spirit, glory to God, that rests upon her, glory to God. And we cast that, that traumatic victim spirit devil glory to god offer her tonight glory to god and we speak identity into her tonight lord identity lord god that she would walk into her identity lord god and she would know glory god her completely who our identity is in you lord god and no personality disorder no more lord god but we pray god that she would walk in lord god to her identity and her personality and her identity would line up to your will and to your word glory god and we plead the blood of jesus christ over her tonight lord god i say pour it out upon her tonight the blood of jesus we plead over her lord god tonight Lord God, that anxiety would go, panic attacks go, all this stuff I've dealt with go, glory God, go, go, break, 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 break. Jesus, I see God sending an angel to her in the middle of the night. She's going to have a dream that's going to be very, very real to her. I hear God saying, I'm sending a dream to her that's going to be very, very very real glory to god and in this dream glory to god god is going to have an angel glory to god minister to her in the dream glory to god and she's going to not, not know if she was asleep or if she's awake but i see god saying she is going to get a dream that's going to be very very real to her and it's going to shake her to her core glory to god i hear god saying it's going to shake her to her core and it's going to get her eyes to open to what god has been trying to speak to her and it's going to show her some things where it's going to open her eyes i see mm -hmm. her eyes that are closed and i see them begin to open up glory to god after this dream god said this dream is going to be very vivid and very real to her glory to god thank you lord hallelujah mm -hmm. thank you jesus hallelujah thank you lord glory yeah. to the king jesus mm. hallelujah thank you father glory to god thank you jesus hallelujah Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Find out the brokenhearted, glory to God. That's what God does, Christina Miller. He He sends his angels to minister to us in our time of weakness. Yeah. You know, when Jesus was tempted of the devil, glory to God, and his, his temptation was over with, the angels came and ministered to Jesus, glory to God. And we're all assigned these these angels to minister to us in our time of need, glory to God. I acknowledge my angels around me. Uh, you know, I acknowledge them right now. You know, I know some people say, some people went too far with this, but they, you know, it's not that we're, we're, we don't pray to angels. Listen, I want to get this out of the way. We don't pray to angels in this, but it's okay to talk to your angels because right. God has specifically assigned those angels to you also i want to let you all know even these angels that are ministering to you i talk to them all the time and what are they doing they've been showing up and they've been showing out and they've been showing off and god's been doing you know the angelic activities increase glory to god because god has specifically assigned them to you and your personality and who you are glory to god in the kingdom glory to god and these angels are are, are very compatible they're very compatible with who you are and and I and I thank God for ministering angels that He sends, glory God, to minister to us. Yes, she says, Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to the King. Thank you, Jesus. We have uh, Mary Cobb from Canada. I think I believe she's from Canada. You have a word from Mary. 
Yeah, I just I actually just prayed over Mary this past week, glory to God, and God showed me some mighty, mighty things over her. But I, I, I don't want to pray for Mary tonight. I want to pray for her husband. That's what the Lord, I just prayed for her just a few days ago. Hallelujah. But I want to pray for your husband, Mary Cobb, glory to God. I want to pray for your husband, glory to God. God said he's all, he's been, wow. He's always been steady and strong, glory to God. He's always been steady and strong, even when things didn't look good. Your husband has always, Mary Cobb, been steady and strong, glory to God. And mm -hmm. I see a relation, there's just that tie, that bind that never breaks, glory to God, that he has been, he has been not only, have, are you the foundation, but he has been the rock, glory to God. He's the rock upon which the foundation is built upon in your family, glory to God. And I see, glory to God, yes, she says, I see you two grabbing hands and coming into agreement, glory to God, for the lost family members you all have, glory to God. Mm. There's two, there's power in agreement, glory to God, with you two right now concerning your family members and those that are lost. But I see you locking hands and coming into agreement, glory to God, as you begin to pray, glory to God. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost, glory to God, is rising up upon you all as you come into agreement, glory to God, for lost souls in your family, glory to God. And God said that not only is it going to be your family, but there's going to be very, there's going to be a lot of fruit coming for you to agreeing on things right now during this hour. Lord God, you don't have to be the head of the church. You don't have to be the prophet of the house. You don't have to be an apostle. You don't have to be that. All you have to do is be two hearts that are truly sold out to God and that are coming into agreement with the Father's heart, glory to God. And when you do that, he is going to move, glory to God. So I see that about your husband, glory to God, that he, that he may be a silent man. He may be a man of few words sometimes, glory to God, but his words are very powerful in agreement with yours, glory to God. So I bless your husband, glory to God, and you, with that, glory to God tonight, Mary Cobb. I bless you, sister. Hallelujah. Bless you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Put, put pin Sanjita back up there real quick. I just seen something real quick about you. Sanjita, I seen where um I seen where people have tried to push you back down, glory to God. Like um I'm reminded as a child of this old, uh, maybe a jack-in-the-box where you would just push it back down and close the lid on it, glory to God. So I see where where you try to speak, and you've got such a humble spirit about you and such a right spirit, but there's people that want to keep you in this box. There's people that want to keep you, Sanjita, in this box, glory to God. But listen, God is not going to allow you to stay in that box, glory to God. I see I see, I see, see that, 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 that being like that, and it popping up, and then people trying to push it, down and it's not going down anymore like they're saying oh you're not going down anymore you're not stopping you're not shutting up you're not being quiet glory to god anymore and you're pressing forward so the men and your the men around you over the years who have tried to hold you down and say you're a woman and you can't do these things glory to god is nothing but a lie glory to god but i see god raising you up and holding you up by his right hand to testify, glory to God, and to declare things, glory to God, and to speak the word, glory to God. You have such a humble heart about you, and sometimes you don't like, you might not like confirmation. You might not like confrontation, confrontation. You might not like to be confronted, glory to God, and confrontation, glory to God. But God is going to give you a Holy Ghost boldness, Sanjita Bison, to do his will and to push through these things and to declare what he has gave you, a Holy Ghost boldness. That's coming upon you, Sanjita, because I know what it's like to have a good heart and not like confrontation. Glory to God. But God has given you that boldness to push through. Glory to God. And I bless you, Sanjita, with that push. Glory to God. To push, push, push.
pushed through. I see the anointing of God hitting you and pushing you through the barriers that are holding you down right now. It's you're going to push through those barriers and you're going to keep on walking with Jesus, Sanji the Bison. And I bless you. Yes, yes. No confrontation, she said. She didn't like confrontation. The Lord showed me that she didn't like confrontation. And right there it is, glory to God. He's going to give her boldness to deal with that stuff and to push through those things and mm -hmm. those moments when they come to you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Bless her, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah, you know, um, we did a, a course years ago about boundaries, and yeah. uh, it really, really blessed us in our in our marriage and um, in our relationships because we thought as believers we had to always say yes, yes to everybody, yes, yes to everybody, and we were constantly being like divided in our families and and you know pulled in one direction, pulled in one direction. And that was a, a big struggle for us. And until we found that series called Boundaries, it was uh, written by two Christian psychologists. Yeah. And um, it was really good because they took a lot of scripture and explained, you know, how basically overall how it's important to respect ourselves, you know, that we're not we're not doing any good uh, to anybody if we constantly um, be this yes person. You know, the Lord wants us to be good and love each other but we also have to you know preserve enough energy to respect and and cover and protect our relationships so for in our case it was our relationship that we needed to protect because the outside uh people in our families were not realizing but they were kind of tearing us apart because we were fighting over these things because they were like you know, too controlling in certain areas. Mm -hmm. So we had to, we were these, you know, we got married young. So we were very, yes, yes, yes. And yes, don't want to displease, don't want to displease, don't want to yeah. right. all the time. And uh, we had to learn, he, he especially, um, I had a, a little more spunk and character towards my dad, but, <laughs> but he had to learn to, to say, you know, <laughs> this is this and this is that and, yeah. and do it nicely, you know, do the, be respectful and say, no, we're not going to do this because now, you know, we need to do this as a family, as a couple. And that's a hard thing for a lot of believers to understand that you have to preserve your, your relationship. Um, your, yeah, what do you call it? You know, your, your bubble, your, your, bubble. your, your, your little <laughs> bubble, uh, safe, safe. But see, as a, I, I want to add this to what you just said, as believers, we often make the mistakes and, 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 I don't know, like if, if some carry this uh, with them tonight or have, have this problem, but we often think, well, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be nice. You're not supposed to be nice. You're supposed to be good. And there's a huge difference between being nice and being good. And oftentimes when we're trying too much to be nice, we're not being good anymore because we become carpets on which people walk over all over us. And that is not godly. That is not what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be good. We're supposed to always show respect for other people, but also show respect for ourselves. And also most of all, our actions are supposed to be always in alignment with what God is asking. And sometimes what God is asking might ruffle some feathers. It just comes with the territory, and we, but you have to do it. You just have to do it. And sometimes that's going to make you seem to other people as, oh, he's not nice. No, I'm not. I wasn't put on earth to be nice. I was put on earth to be obedient to my Lord. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's going to be equated in, in, in the eyes of other people as I'm not a nice guy. Well, that's just too bad. I, I need to be obedient to God first. You know, I'm not here to please men. 
Yeah, somebody was asking for a prayer for their son, D Clan. Yeah, leave that up there, that. But I want to speak. Leave her up there for a second. I'm going to speak into that. That's boundaries, you know. And yeah. healthy boundaries is part of a. It's part of your. It's part of your spiritual health to have healthy boundaries. There's people I forgave, but that doesn't mean that they're close to me. That doesn't mm -hmm. mean they're in my yeah. inner circle. That doesn't mean that I let them back in. Mm -hmm. You know, do yeah, that yeah. thing. That just means that I forgave them, and then I'm praying for them. But I, but but I'm doing it at a distance. You know, um, there's even people. You know, now that I that I minister to, if they cross boundaries, yeah. then you know what? I block them on Facebook, and I and I, I mean I pray for them, but I block them, and, and because that's a boundary line. Yeah, and that, that's not, that's a boundary that doesn't need to be crossed. It's like somebody that always wants attention, and and they don't, and they always want you to just to minister to them. And they always try to distract you when you're on lives and stuff. If it continues on, I block them. It becomes a boundary for me. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I yeah. pray for them. To be social media has brought a whole new slew of problems when it comes to right. boundaries because it, it's a whole new way of, of creating boundaries. I have this friend who's a, uh, he's, a he's got a, a big ministry uh, on uh, on Facebook. I'm not going to name his name, but but he's got a big following. And I don't know where he gets the energy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, like, I don't have a big following like he does, but I wouldn't have the energy to do what he's doing. He's going to write a paragraph long to, to justify what, like, if he posts something and, and people disagree, you know, it's your right to disagree, but you don't have to bother the person. When I disagree with something, I don't, I don't pop up and start going and, and try to pick a fight. I just scroll and, and keep going, you know? Uh, sometimes I wish they had a non like like a, a thumbs down button on Facebook, but so what? Uh, but the point is, you don't have to be like that. So, but there's always going to be people like that, and he's got a big following, and he takes all the time to answer each objection. And I don't know, he's been doing it for years. I don't even know how he's not on a burnout because there's so many. There's always people objecting, and they just keep popping up and just. Uh, and I think it's hindering his ministry, and, and uh, I, I wish I could help him with that, but uh, I think I'm kind of lost in, in his big following there. Uh, I, Daniel, Daniel just said, yes, he does. Wow, that's what I had to do. I had to block him, glory to God. I guess that's why I said that, you know, yeah. when you were talking on that. Speak into that a little bit more. Yeah, I just want to say something about uh, toxic relationships, and, um, you know, sometimes the Lord is going to show you that you need to take a break from certain relationships that, um, aren't, you know, for me personally, it was my father that I needed to do it. And, you know, I felt guilty as a Christian in a way because, you know, he's my father and you have all these people, you know, that, you know, and the family telling you, well, this is ridiculous. You should forgive. But I needed that space for a certain time because it was hindering our relationship. We had just gotten married and I was getting a lot of uh, negative comments where I could feel that he was trying to tear us apart. It wasn't um, healthy. It, he wasn't for my marriage at that point. And I was already married. Married. So he brought me down the aisles and said everything was good. And then, you know, months later, he was talking bad about my husband. So I had to make that decision. And the Lord spoke to me. And I, I, and I knew it was the right decision for me to take a break. And we did, and we healed, and we talked about some things. He realized some things. And then when we came back together, the relationship got a lot better, more respectful. And from there on, it was, you know, much, much better. So I just want to say, you know, sometimes you have to make those hard decisions. Yeah, hard decisions, um, but they're if, necessary ones. If yeah. there are toxic relationships, sometimes, you know, you need to address them. You need to discuss it 
tell them you know what what's happening in this relationship but also sometimes you just need a break and it, and that's okay it's okay to do that yeah and it's not that we're not praying for these people and it's not that i'm yeah. not asking god to help them or something it's just that you need a break because you know when people can pull on the anointing so much and you know when you get people like this that you really need a break from but they're constantly trying to pull 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 from your anointing glory to god and, mm -hmm. and they're not maybe they're not doing it in a, in a sensible way you know they don't maybe they don't maybe they have a wound that they don't even know, realize what they're doing they yeah. may not even realize what they're doing sometimes and it's, so it's not their fault we just need a little break sometimes a refresher maybe get a, a, a new prayer plan a new game plan glory to god mm -hmm. and then and then see it through later on but her her son d clan i think she said her son was named was d clan glory to god and Declan. what i see yeah what I see God doing is it's funny that his name is even prophetic to what God is, what, what what's going on in his life right now, because God says he needs to declan from some people. He needs to be removed from the atmosphere he is in and the people he surrounded himself are not godly people. Glory to God. They're mm -hmm. not godly people. And every, almost every influence in his life right now is not a godly influence. Glory to God on him. Glory to God. And these spirits, glory to God are what, it's kind of like they, they know how to push your buttons. They know how to pull your cord. Yeah. They know how to pull your string. They know how to push that right button, glory to God. And I see where he he just constantly has pushed that button, pushed that button, and pulled that string, and you tried, and you tried, and you tried. And yes, there is a little break right now during the season. Yes, there is some separation right now. But you know what? We have to leave our children into the hands of God, glory to God. And we have to pray, and we have to be faithful on our part to intercede and pray, even when there's no connection in the physical or the or, or the connection's not limited, glory to God. We still fight our battles in the spirit, Danielle Delaney. And God is showing you, uh, a deeper level of how to fight this battle in the spirit, glory to God, to break these things off, to pray and intercede, glory to God. Because look, some things only come out by prayer and fasting, glory to God. The yoke can only be broke, glory to God, by my Lord, by fasting sometimes, glory mm -hmm. to God. The, by, the word of God tells us that the yoke, the yoke that's on the oppressed sometimes only comes out by fasting, glory to God. It's not just the fast I have chosen to break the yoke, glory to God. Mm. So I see God that he is going to put you on a fast, Dan, Daniel Delaney. God is going to put you on a fast to begin to try to break these yokes off of your son, glory to God. You, by one by one, you're going to go on a series of fasts. And God's going to lead you to these fasts and how long they should be and what type of fast they should be. But this prayer and fasting, glory to God, over time is going to begin to break the yoke, glory to God, off of your son, glory to God. And it's going to be a process. I don't see this as instant deliverance, glory to God. If I did, I would tell you it was going to be instant. But I see this as a process because God said not only is he working this work out, he's going to work something out in you through this process of fasting, my Lord. God said he's going to teach you some things, Danielle Delaney, through this process of fasting and seeking him to break this yoke for others, that God is going to teach you some things, glory to God, through this process, that you're going to have, uh, you're going to have greater insight and greater wisdom, glory to God, of how to deal with things, glory to God, when they come your way. But you're going to realize that some things only come out by true prayer and fasting. And he's mm -hmm. going to show you how to sharpen your sword in the spirit and how mm -hmm. to fight in the spirit realms, glory to God, the heavenlies, glory to God. There's a war going on in the heavenlies, glory to God, right now. 
And we have to fight our portion that we're assigned to in the heavenlies, glory to God, over our family, over those we minister to, over mm -hmm. our assignments, glory to God. We, mm -hmm. we have to war, glory to God, and we have to fight that good fight, glory to God, in the spirit, glory to God. We don't wage war as our weapons of this warfare. They're not carnal, glory to God, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, glory to God. And God is going to show you how to pull those strongholds down, Daniel Delaney. And I bless you with that, Daniel Delaney, in Jesus' name. Wow. Hallelujah. Thank you, yeah. Lord. Amen. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. The devil doesn't want us to embrace our call to, to, call to do. He wants to block us. In fact, he did it with me. Uh, in my early 20s, I got a strong call to the ministry. And because I got words from people in my surrounding that I wasn't cut out for the ministry because I, I lacked certain elements, I believed those lies. Those were demonic lies, but I believed them. And as a result, for what, 20, 20 plus years, I didn't go into ministry. So I was delayed. I was delayed until God spoke to me directly into my spirit i was at my day job back then and i was i had been doing that day job for 18 years and he spoke to me a word and i knew that was that was it for me he said uh you know he said you know i have all the time in the world but you don't and when he said that to me i knew that that was it for me that was that was the 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 green light mm. that I, I knew like something broke something broke in me uh, but it was a good thing uh so what basically what was holding the lies that were holding me back began to be broken off and i began to walk in, in my in full assurance of my calling because i had begun walking in my calling but i was in full assurance because i always had that I, maybe i should just you know keep doing secular work and 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 then maybe a little bit on the side and then but but it was like no no i'm calling you and and you don't have all the time in the world you know i you know there was it was kind of like a, i call those uh smirks of the lord smirks uh so when he said that i kind of like saw him like it was a little bit humorous when you know when god says i have all the time in the world but you don't that's kind of funny in a way uh, and I had another such smirk from from God one one night I was uh, I was sleeping and oftentimes when I prepare my teachings, you know during the week, uh, oftentimes it might I get what I call downloads during the it can happen during the day, but it also happens at night sometimes. And that particular night I was getting a lot of downloads and and, and tremendous ideas and and I was like uh, chewing them up like a. Um, like cows do, you know how they they chew. Yeah, the, cud. They call it cud. They chew it up real fine. Chew again. Well, <laughs> yeah. I kept doing that during the night, and then I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if I keep doing this, I've been at it for like I had been awake maybe an hour. I'm going to be tired tomorrow mornings. In other words, I was telling him I'm going to be too tired to start working on creating that content you gave me. And you know what he said? He just said, take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I knew, like when he said take a nap i i saw him in my spirit he had a smirk like a little a little smile you know like that was that was kind of humorous like basically it's like look i'm giving you this so don't don't you don't you give me a word don't you argue with me here this is good stuff <laughs> don't don't shut me down when i'm preaching good you know 
So, uh, yeah. That reminds me of a story where uh, they said that, you know, in the middle of a storm, Jesus was taking a nap. So it's okay to take a nap <laughs> in the okay middle of anything going, anything going on, any kind of trouble going on. It's okay to lay down and take you a nap, glory to God. That's, that's what I love about that story more than anything, that he wasn't worried about everything else. He would just stay down. He took him a he took him a nap. They woke him up from his nap in the middle of a raging storm. Glory to God! You know you had to be sleeping well to be in the middle of a raging storm. Glory to God! And not be awake. Glory wow. to God! So, yeah, you know absolutely. you had to be you know you had to be rest assured. Uh, you had to be rest assured in your spirit to do that. Glory to God! Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that that works for me. Take a nap sometimes. That, I like to, <laughs> I like to get refreshed sometimes. That, that I'll I'll receive that word tonight. I'll receive that word tonight. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's been a good broadcast tonight. And, and you know, the Lord is, it's been, it's really a great blessing tonight for the Lord to bring this trauma. He's brought this trauma to the forefront tonight. Yes. And we've ministered to some great trauma and, and um, people are speaking out glory to God tonight. And God is healing tonight. And I really believe that God is going to continue to minister to everybody on here tonight. Glory to God. That 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 needed healing, glory to God. God is going to continue this ministering to him long after this broadcast is over. Glory to God tonight. That God is going to continue to minister to their needs. Glory to God. And I I thank God that um that we're just used tonight as a vessel. Glory to God to help minister to the body of Christ. Glory to God tonight. It's an honor to be used by God. It's an honor for um God to use you to heal other, to help the other people in their healing process. Glory to God. It's one of my greatest honors to see trauma. And stuff broke off of people. I, you know, I see a lot of miraculous signs, wonders, and miracles, and creative miracles. I've seen it all in the ministry. Glory mm -hmm. to God. I've seen a lot here lately, but the trauma being broke off people, oh, yeah. that's probably my greatest blessing to, to watch that. You know, it's okay. just it's a it's a healing from the inside out. It's a healing from the inside out, glory to God. And it's it's, a, it's such a blessing, glory to God. So I'm honored to uh just be a part of what God's doing right now, healing people's hearts tonight. And brother Chris, before before we uh, we end the broadcast, uh, just tell the people where they can follow you if they want to sow a seed in your ministry. Uh, if ever you have any products or, or anything that, that that maybe they could purchase to, to encourage your ministry, just go like go all out. Take this time and, and tell yeah. people where they can follow you and, and get blessed by yeah, you. Tell us a bit about your ministry and what's happening. I know that you're uh, you're seeing a lot of angels encounters. Yeah. And and wonderful things are happening. So tell us about it. Yeah, we, we I've been having a lot of angel encounters, even in the nighttime when God wakes me up, you know, um, you know, I'll be sitting in my recliner or something and I'll hear like my water faucet turn on and off and then I'll feel the, I'll feel the anointing. I'll feel the hair on my head stand up in the anointing. And it's my angels telling me to get a drink of water, you know, and he was just spiritually talking to me. He's done it twice, twice in the past month or two. Have I been sitting up in the middle of the night and heard my water and I knew it was my angel doing it. He's got a sense of humor. My angels got to sit there. And when, the, and when God, when the joy of the Lord hits me and I fold over laughing, sometimes I can, I can hear my angel in the spirit laughing. Glory to God. So God's doing supernatural things. Glory to God with us, our ministry. You can find our ministry at www.wildfire-ministries.com. Glory to God. It's going across the ticker right oh, now. Yeah, scrolling at yeah. the bottom right now. Yeah, scrolling at the bottom there right now. And God's have us doing some awakening meetings in Kentucky at the birthplace of the second great awakening. The birthplace of the second great awakening is where we're doing awakening meetings at Red River Meeting House. 
and see a year in 1800 it broke out there and a year later i don't know if you're all familiar with awakening revival history but there was cane ridge kentucky so god has me at the place of the birthplace of the second great awakening having god ordained awakening meetings and we just had one about three weeks ago we had 12 states fly in from around the united states and come wow. in 12 different states come in and we and this this is like a log cabin type thing it's a replica of the original but it's on the original grounds glory to god there is such an anointing there for awakening glory to god and these people are coming in from 12 different states and they're receiving this awakening anointing and they're taking it back out across the united states and wow. they're bringing they're, this awakening god showed me that there was highways of glory and there was awakening pockets glory to god and that of the old he's bringing with the new right now and this is part of it. Like Azusa Street would be an old one he's bringing back online, glory to God. Like Moravian Falls. I know you all have heard about it in North Carolina. There's angelic activity. Moravian Falls uh, in Florida and Tallahassee where Brownsville, the Brownsville Revival and stuff broke out. Different pockets of God-chosen awakening coming online at the same time with this new wave, glory to God, to form this awakening we're in right now. We're in the beginning stages of an awakening right now. And every awakening meeting we have two a year, and we started, we have two this year. We're going to have two next year until God uh, tells us to stop, glory to God. But every one of these is increasing the awakening upon the land at a corporate level, glory to God. And God has made very a lot of kingdom connections just in this year, glory mm -hmm. to God. I mean, I'm connected to a lot of men and women, and it, it amazes me. It amazes me at who God is connecting me with, glory to God, right now during this hour. All of the things God had spoken in the secret place. All the words I received over the years, all the, the, the dreams I had from God, all the visions I wrote plainly upon the tablets, glory to God. They're all coming to pass at once right now in my life, glory to God. And God's bringing everything into there. So, you know, if you get a word or you get a promise from God, hang on, oh, hang man. on, hang on to it, glory to God. Write it down, pray into it, glory to God, because if it's a word from God, it will come to pass, glory to God, in its season, glory to God, when it's time, when the time, even in the word of God, it said when the time has fully come, glory to God, then it'll happen, glory to God. And my time has fully come to rise up, and God is rising me up, glory to God, now in this hour. My mm -hmm. heart is for the fivefold ministry. My heart is to equip and train teams of fivefold ministries as a whole body of Christ to go out and evangelize right now in the harvest field, glory to God, and to bring a true awakening, glory to God, upon the land, glory to God. And that's my heart's desire, glory to God, that I have right now, to train and equip the fivefold, glory to God, to go out into the harvest field and bring a real awakening, glory to God, to the lands right now during this hour. And that's where God has me, glory to God. And I'm just a simple, I'm just a simple guy. I would rather live out in the country by myself. You know, not be around a whole lot of people. That's what kind of guy I am. I'd rather not be around a whole lot of people. I'd rather be, you know, off the beaten path a little bit and just live a quiet little life out in the country. You know, I would be completely fine and happy with that. But but I told God, yes, I gave God my yes, glory to God. And all this is, is in my yes, glory to God. When God, when I finally got that stubborn hard head off me and I gave God a, a definite yes, glory to God, a hard pressed yes, glory to God. That's what he's led me into. And I always knew it. You know, I've seen stadiums full of people in visions. I've seen God ministering to crowds of people. Glory to God. I've seen people getting healed on mass levels. I've seen all this stuff. Glory to God. That God is going to walk me into. Glory to God. But I always told God, I want to be faithful to go after the one. Wow. I want to be faithful to go after the one. Glory to God. Because he'll leave the 99. 
and go after the one. So I want to be faithful in this journey to go after the one. Glory to God. So those ones that were on here tonight. We were faithful, glory to God, to go after them. We were faithful to speak into them. We were faithful, glory to God, to speak what thus saith the Lord, to bring their traumatic healing, glory to God, process tonight. And that's what I always want to be faithful at, glory to God. And it blesses me and amplification. That's why he told us to go and make disciples. Yeah. To go yeah. and make disciples so we can amplify them numbers. So those numbers can be increased, glory to God, because I'm I'm only one person. And me and my wife are only two. One could put a thousand flight, two to ten thousand. But imagine being multiplied by a group, an army of people, how much you can put the flights in, glory to God. So that's that's my heart. That's our ministry, glory to God. My wife does street worship on the streets, and she sets up on the streets and worships and out on the highways. And she's actually being very strategic about breaking things off regions and cities by setting up in parks and just releasing the anointing out on the highways and byways, glory to God. And, and, and it, it releases stuff and there's stuff by her going out on the streets and releasing this. There's churches and men and women of God that have been believing for breakthroughs in their cities that receive breakthroughs because mm -hmm. somebody's out on the highway, out of byways, releasing that anointing. Glory to God. And she carries a, a special anointing. Glory to God for street ministry. Glory to God and worship. Glory to God. So she has been a she's been a critical, critical uh, component. Glory to God for this ministry to go forward. Glory to God. Fantastic. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, it's really important that, um, you know, I see a lot of this on broadcast, you know, people are wanting to get financial blessings and, and they're, they're waiting for words from God to, to get out of debt and, and to have that money flow. But it's really, really important that when you're sowing a seed, that you sow it into fertile ground, that you yeah. sow it into good ground. And this is a wonderful ministry to sow into. Absolutely. I know we have, and we've seen, uh, many blessings up here in all kinds of yes. ways that the Lord has been uh, blessing us. You know, we we've uh, blessed a lot of um, king. We call them kingdom ministries. You know, people yes. like you that are are kingdom making minded. a difference. Yeah. That are making a difference. That are pouring out their heart. They're using um, their their wonderful prophetic gifts and their teaching gifts to bless people. And I think it's very much needed in this hour. Oh, and I really feel that the Lord is going to be shifting things and oh, he's going to be um, changing things from the way that we have been doing church for many, many years and shifting it to different ways, uh, yeah. to doing it more online and more uh, smaller gatherings, more personal, more anointed, you know, less um, uh, less big and impersonal you know mm -hmm. and so uh, it's it's a real a real blessing to hear how you're touching people and what you're doing and uh, I know that it, people are going to be blessed you know when you give to uh, a kingdom man the Lord rewards you it's just the way it goes you know I'm not saying that you're going to get uh, a, a, an amount the next day but I know that we've experienced different things like it's a good place to sow that's what basically the harvest is good because the ground is good and, yeah. uh, and you need to consider that uh, when uh, when you want to, when the Holy Ghost is tugging you to, to sow, don't hesitate. Just sow. Yeah. Sow with all you've got. Yeah. And, you know, the Lord has blessed us in all kinds of ways recently. That's why I want to share this because, um, you know, we, we kind of, you know, we knew we had to be obedient. And I know that he's going to keep on doing great things. But it was just wonderful to see. Um, how wonderful he he does different things, you know, like, for example, I was praying for a really, really long time to have um, ultra speed internet, like to have the oh, fiber op, because yeah, I live in the country area. 
and uh, you know we wanted to do broadcasts and we our worry was always to pop off the lives and you know like the 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 broadcast was not very clear and we had all kinds of problems so um and where we live in our area our um connection is really 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 far and it serves a really big amount of people on the island and the island didn't see the point to get the internet um, in our off. area yeah. because we're not in the main city so we were praying i was praying and i was praying for this and asking god and and even asking him to send angels to 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 make this to happen make this happen and um and the lord confirmed to me through a live um that i was listening to through a prophetic word through paul rice that technology was going to come my way that he was going to organize yeah. technology for uh, ministry and i knew he was talking to me you know and so sure enough i see them come with the the truck they're installing all the the wires and everything i didn't get um a flyer or anything but i just knew i just knew in my spirit that the lord was was answering my prayer so i called the company and i said and i had called like every year for oh, like yeah. the last we have been eight years them. we have been <laughs> and them. i called and they said yes yes it's available in your area and we we were able to get this all connected like what are you a week ago two week weeks ago. ago yeah so you know god's been answering in all kinds of ways like you know we needed to get our driveway patched there was holes in our driveway but, but that was that was particular see our driveway was there was holes there was cracks it was really in bad shape and one day i'm outside and i'm just looking at the driveway and going like man i wonder because we have a huge driveway it's like geez it's very long. it must be uh <laughs> you can put many feet, many cars 50 feet long and it's two cars wide so it's a huge driveway and i was like man i wonder how much it would cost to get that fixed and i i can't even think about that right now i have other stuff i need to take care of and, and but 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 i had like a, a sadness you know for for the state of my right. driveway and see god hears our sadness i just want to tell you guys on god even if you don't pray he loves you so much that he hears your sadness and and when you're uh psalm 37 4 it says uh that uh, if you delight yourself in the lord he will give you the desires of your heart and that was a desire of my heart but i didn't even ask him for it i didn't say lord please make a way to get the driveway fixed no a week late, not even a few couple days later doorbell rings i go to my door open the door it's a guy from the city he's got a hard hat on him. i was like what does he want he says sir we're uh we were looking at your driveway and uh, we have some extra asphalt and we were wondering if you wanted us to fill up your patches your like your cracks you're like since when does the city do I, that I, and I, I tell the guy i i tell him i said yeah i'd love that how much are you charging and he goes like oh don't worry about it we're doing it for free we're from the city what you're gonna do my driveway for free <laughs> come on and sure enough man they they fixed it all up and he even tells me there was a friday he says look we were missing a little bit of asphalt we'll come back on monday with more asphalt to fill it up even more and sure enough the we monday he comes back and he finishes the job i was like i was hallelujah in the like the whole weekend and then the, the, the whole week that made my 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 month that made my month wow. Praising, praising, praising. Yeah. Hallelujah. That come out of you know, that come out of your obedience. And that become because God seen he he seen your heart and he seen your desire. And he cares about the very, like you said, the very small, minute things. Oh, Even man. the hairs on your head, the Bible said, are numbered. Yeah. 
God is down to the very specifics of what you care about and what's going on with you. Glory to God. He, he, he said he cares for you. He said yeah. to cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. That means he continually cares for even the minutest needs, glory to God, that we have. I've seen God, you know, move on such levels like that, even the smallest things, glory to God. That God shows up and shows me that he cares about even the smallest thing. They may not have nothing to do with somebody getting saved. They may not have nothing to do with anything else. But you know what? God's seen that need, glory to God. He's seen that desire in your heart. And, mm -hmm. and he loves us, man. So he takes care of us. He's a good father. He takes care of us in ways that, that we don't see it, man. He's so good to us, man. He's so good to me, man. And I, I Before I jump off here tonight, I want to pray yeah. for you right there before I jump oh. off here tonight. And then mm -hmm. I'm gonna pray for you all, and then I'm gonna uh, then I'm gonna hop off of here. Wow, <laughs> I, I actually see you all, my lord. I, I shoo, I see you all becoming uh, doing these small groups and counseling people. Glory to God, like a like I see like Christian counseling, like your your counseling. Glory to God, and God has put this anointing on you to break things off of people. Glory to God. Now, both of you all, glory to God, but your wife is carrying a special breaker anointing. I, I, I felt it all ago as she was telling it to break off of people. I've seen it. I've seen her carrying a special breaker anointing to break, glory to God, things, glory to God, off of people and to break things open to people. And then I've seen you teaching them and explaining to them, glory to God, what had happened, glory to God, and, and putting the word, glory to God, in a biblical principle before them, glory to God. So I see God using you in this measure a smaller group type settings. But God said you're going to be not only that, you're going to break things off of people and they're going to receive great healing. And great growth. I see God using you to to bring great healing and great growth to people. Glory to God. So not only do they get healed and they get those things broke off of them, but they become they start growing really fast in the kingdom and really strong. Glory to God. They might have been really weak in a lot of areas when they showed up. Glory to God. But when they made connections with you all, glory to God. That that growth come, that healing come, that thing that broke off of them come. And I see these small, wow, these small home type settings glory to god being set little finger foods i see them out there and like a, a casual type you know relaxing atmosphere and they feel comfortable coming in and opening up to you guys mm -hmm. it's like they might not open up to anybody else but they feel comfortable coming in and opening up to your guys glory and i see god not using you all in these ways in a greater greater measure tonight glory to god this was a glimpse this trauma being healed was a glimpse glory to god of the measure, glory to God, that God is going to use you all to touch and to bless other people. I see it. I see it for you all. And it's your heart. I, I hear the Lord saying it's your all's heart's desire. Yes. That God's already put these desires in your heart. And it's your heart's desire, glory to God. And God sees it's your heart's desire. And your heart's desire lines up with his will, glory to God, for your all's life, glory to God. God is just telling me that your heart's desire lines up with, with his will, glory to God. And God said it's a goal, glory to God. It's a goal for you all, glory to God. Hallelujah. And I bless you all with that word. And it's been it's been an honor to be on here tonight. Glory to God. I love each and every one of you all on here tonight. Glory to God. Like and follow these these this couple, this kingdom couple here. Like and follow them. There's good heartfelt messages and good solid teaching, glory to God, that come from here that you're not going to find just any place on the in the internet, any place on the stream, glory to God. There's there's a spirit of great humility and and, and um great anointing to teach and, and biblical principles glory to god to people upon this couple here 
I bless you all tonight. Glory to God. It's been a great honor. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank so, you so much. much for having us. Um, I just want to speak to you two minutes after, so I'll just end the broadcast. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Have a Bless great you night. Before you end, just before you end, maybe just. Good.